A big welcome to those who are joining us online. If you are listening to the message, wherever you are in the world, so great to have you with us. Church, can we say a big hi to those who are watching wherever you are? Hallelujah. I said last week it's, it's 2020, which is exciting and scary all at the at the same time because it's the start of a new year, and, but it's the start of a new decade. Can you believe January's almost over? I mean, it's just like, it's just going, it's just going fast. But, but I'm easing in because it is the start of a new decade. We want to get this right and and because uh, it is important. I, I, my heart as a pastor is to set you up uh, to succeed. I want to set you up to succeed. And I guess one of the biggest keys that I can give you to do that, one of the biggest keys I can give you to do that is this, small things matter. Small things matter. The Bible says this, who dares despise the day of small things? Who dares? Who dares despise the day of small things? Robert Crandall, who was some years ago the CEO of American Airlines, boasted that he saved the airline $40,000 by removing a black olive from first-class passenger Meals. Uh, Delta Airlines, not, oh, sorry, uh, yeah, was it Delta? Yeah, Delta Airlines, not to, to be outdone in the, in the 90s, they, uh, they boasted that they had saved $1.2 million by removing a single lettuce leaf from every passenger meal. Small things matter. Small things can make a big difference. If you don't believe me, you've obviously never been trapped in your bedroom with a mosquito. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Small things make a big difference. A small invite to church from Annette made a huge difference. In somebody's life, small things matter. Benjamin Franklin said this, he summed up the difference small things can make when he said this. He said, for, for want of a nail, a shoe was lost. For the want of a shoe, the horse was lost. For the want of a horse, the rider was lost. For the want of a rider, the battle was lost. In other words, the battle was a big deal and it was lost for something as small as a nail. NASA might have rewritten Benjamin Franklin's proverb like this, for want of an O-ring, a booster rocket was lost. For the want of a booster rocket, a shuttle was lost. For the want of a shuttle, seven fine astronauts. We're lost. Small things matter. Whether it's a little black olive or a 
lettuce leaf, a nail or a small rubber seal, small things can and regularly do make a big difference. A small, and you, you would know this, you would see this, a small continuous drip of water can wear down the hardest of stones. Small things matter. Small things in your life matter. Helen Keller said this, the world has moved along not only by, mighty sho- by the mighty shoves of its heroes, but also by the aggregate of tiny pushes of each honest work. So, so don't despair today if you're Life is more like a little push than a, than, than a, than a huge shove. Don't, don't despair if your life feels a bit like that because small things can make a big difference. The Jewish prophet Zechariah, He said in Zechariah 4 verse 10, he says, Who dares despise the day of small things? It's not a statement, it's a a question. He's like, who dares? Who dares despise the day of small things? It's an important question because... I think every person who despises small things fails to realize that small things are usually big things, verily, very, verily cleverly disguised. I got a bit tongue tied. It was just a small thing. Small things are usually big things, very cleverly disguised. Think about it. Every Big tree. Every big tree begins its life disguised as a small seed. Even the Messiah Jesus came as a small baby, and it's a, it's amazing to consider that a small baby wrapped in cloth, resting in a place where animals are kept, was at the same time wonderful counselor, mighty. God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the Bible says of this baby's government, of this baby's rulership, of this baby's government, there shall be no end. That's why we should be careful not to despise the small things in our lives. It's why we should be careful to consider the small things. We call the, uh, the, the Magi wise men because they did not despise the small baby. They didn't turn up and go lackluster. They didn't turn up and go, well, this is what we, what we came for. This is, this is it. They did not despise the small baby. In other words, they did not miss the larger significance. They, they acknowledged that they were before a king. And of course, small things are admired for many reasons. And, and that small things are, 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 are often 
things that qualify us for bigger things. Small things are the very things that often qualify us to do bigger things. A lot of us want to want to do big things. I want to do big things for God. I want to do big things for Jesus. I want to do big things with my life. But, but it's the small things that often qualify us that will get us to that place. I meet lots of people. I've been a pastor for a long time. And people like, man, if I could only do this, if I could only speak at stadiums, if I could, well, you've got to start somewhere. But it's usually the small things in our life that will qualify us to do the big things. Protecting a herd of sheep might seem like a, a small thing, but it became the platform from which David, who later became King David, could reach out for bigger things. Having killed the lion and the bear while caring for sheep on behalf of his father, David became qualified to kill a giant on behalf of his king. Small things matter. In other words, the small, small things that you do well today, the small things that you do well today, that's why you should be a great employee. Well, it doesn't matter if I come late. No, no, no. That, that's why you should do it. And the little things. That, that, that's why you should, you should have the best attitude. Come on, somebody. Tap your name and say, I think the preacher's talking to you. It can't be me. It's the small things. And if someone was sitting there like that, you know it's about them. You know, it's, just, it's the small things that, that matter. See, see, it's the small things that you do well, that you do well today. That, uh, that they are the things that will qualify you for, for greater responsibility and for greater opportunities tomorrow. It's just how it works. So don't despise, that, that, that way, that's why it's so important, don't despise the small opportunity that come your way. Now I'm looking for something big. Now don't despise the small opportunities that come your way. You don't know what bigger opportunity that could be lying beyond it. Come on. Small things matter. That's why Jesus said, whoever can be trusted Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with heaps and tons. Of course, it goes on to say that those who can't be trusted with the small things, those who can't be trusted, how can they be trusted with much? Small things, the small things in your life, the small areas of your life, they matter. They're important. And remember, we're talking about the next decade. And this is what I'm wanting to sow in you to, to get you. Because maybe you've woken up this year, you've made big resolutions, you've made big things that I'm going to do, and I'm going to do big stuff. But I'm just going to say, well, and listen, I'm excited about that. I want you to be able to do big things. But here, I, I, I've got to tell you how you're going to get there. It's going to be by doing the small things right. Come on. It's going to be do, by doing the small things. Only about five of you know that. I mean, come on, somebody. If we're going to clap, let's clap. It's about the small things. 
You're not clapping for me. We're going, we're going, I understand it. I get it. The small things make a big, big difference. Another thing to remember when it comes to small things that small things for us can be, the th- can be big things for other people. Sending a card or a, or a text to someone going through some pain can be just a small thing, but it can ha- have a big impact to the person who gets that. Who gets that text. Just don't text while driving because that can have a big impact to the cyclist you just run, run over. Small things that, 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 that we do can have a big impact in people's, people's lives. Like sending a card or sending a text, as I said. Sharing a meal with Zacchaeus was a small thing for Jesus, but it was a life-changing event for Zacchaeus. Don't underestimate the power of your little words to be able to shift somebody's life, to be able to say somebody, I see something in you. I see there's a champion in you. I see this. Come on. Don't underestimate the power of just the little things that you can do that could possibly shift somebody's life. Small things matter. Small things matter. That's why small daily disciplines. Oh, I hate that word. Should we say that word? It's a, don't say get behind me, Satan. It's not. It's not. Small daily disciplines. Everybody say discipline. discipline. There you go. That didn't hurt. Small daily disciplines are important. Like, like, like reading your Bible every day. It's a small thing, but it can make a, a big difference. And you might say, oh, Pastor, we know this. I know that you got your harp on about it. I don't care if we know it. It's like, do we do it? We, we, we know it can make a difference, but do we actually do it? A recent study that I saw this week that was on somebody's a social media thing. I was like, man, that is, that is interesting. I grabbed it. It was a, a, an old friend from, from when we were living in India, but it was a, a two-minute video on the, or from the study uh, people who, who run this thing called the Center of Bible Engagement. The Center of Bible Engagement in the US. And they polled about 40,000 general population from the ages of between eight and 80. So if you're over 80 or under 8, it's, it's, you know, it's not for you, but it's, most of us here, it's, it, it, it's for, for us. So they, they, they poll, poll 40,000 general population of those ages. And that, the goal was to see how much people engaged with the Bible, how much people engaged with Scripture. And they made a profound discovery. In fact, they weren't even looking for this, but it became the main thing that the study became about. And here, here's, what they, here's what they discovered. It says, when we were in the Scripture, when we, we spent time, one time, once a week, 
when we're in Scripture one time a week, when those 40,000 people, when they're in Scripture just, just one time a week, and that could be now for some of you this you know, when I use the Bible, that's it. I mean, you're done. It's like, man, I've ticked that box. I'm, I, I'm done. Hopefully not. But, but it might be like that. So I'm, I'm wanting to, to, to move you. But here's what they found. When, when people engaged with the Scripture once, once a week, the Scripture had negligible effect on some key areas of their life. Meaning, in other words, it basically had no effect. So again, if you're just listening to what I say, as amazing as it is, if you're just listening to what I, 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 I say and, and expecting it'll shift things, it won't. If you're wanting to piggyback on the revelation I have, if you're wanting to grab hold of and just catch my coattails as I'm all oh, in the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, it won't. Once a week won't do it for you. It's a negligible effect. Didn't, on the graph, it didn't, didn't register. And then those who engage with Scripture two times a week, also, here's the, here's the news, negligible effect. So you listen to my sermon and you read the Bible once. Negligible effect. Uh, three times Three times a week, there was a heartbeat, a, a, a blip on the graph. There was suddenly a, a, a red. And these key areas, I'm going to tell you what the key areas are. And these key areas, suddenly a heartbeat started to register. Not much, but something. Four times a week, what they found in this study that it literally spikes off the chart in these key areas. When people... Spend or engage with the scripture four times a week. Lift. Things change in these key areas. You go, what key areas, Pastor? I'm dying to know. I hope. Because you would have thought, you know, when you're thinking about it, you would have thought, you know, if I'd read it once, twice, and then three and four, you think it'd go gradual, but it didn't. It'd go one, two, little blip, and four. This is, what this is what they've discovered in these key, key areas. Something radical happens. They don't, they haven't, they don't know why it is or whatever, but, but, but here it is. And, and, and again, remember, why am I telling you this? Because, because small things matter. And small daily disciplines can, can change your, your life. So here's what they discovered. This became the main thing of the study. And like I said, this was a two-minute video. You'd have to go deeper to find out all that. that, that I'm just giving you bite-sized chunks, if you like. But here's what they, here's where the key areas. Four times a week, here's the effect. It had negligible one, two, or three times a week. Four times a week, boom, off the charts. So here's what they discovered. Those who engage with Scripture four times a week in a meaningful way, the whole thing of feeling lonely dropped 30%. So if you're here today, go, oh, I feel lonely today. Read your Bible four times a week. It's going to drop you 30%. You'll feel less. It's just a, it's a, this is what they discovered. Anger issues. Now, I know none of you have a problem. I know no, that is not an issue here. Not an issue here. You guys, that must be an American study, of course. You know. But anger issues, things around that kind of thing dropped by 32%. And basically, 
people felt less angry. People felt less aggressive. People felt it, it, it did them good. Calm, calm them down. Third thing, third, third area had an effect. Uh, bitterness and troubled relationships, whether it be in marriage, your kids, between workmates, all that, the, the stuff, all the strife of relational type things dropped by 40%. And I don't know how they measured this. I don't know how, how scientific or whatever it was. It was just, maybe it was just like, I just feel better all around. But it dropped about 40, 40%. Alcoholism or I guess this is alcohol abuse. Just people just drinking way too much. More than you should have, would have, could have. Dropped by 57%. Feeling spiritually stagnant. Oh, I just don't know where God is. <laughs> Feeling spiritually stagnant dropped 60%. As, as they started to engage. So, so, so again, you just start to see the, the, the shift. Viewing pornography. It's not an issue here. Quiet little laugh across the... Viewing pornography dropped by 61% as people engaged with the Word. Sharing their faith jumped 200% as, become, as you become more engaged. That's why, why I, I, I love talking with Becky because she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what God I'm sorry, Becky, I'm not trying to imitate you. I do, I'm terrible. I do. But she was like, I, I was like, can I share that? She's like, I'm proud of what God, because, you know, as you engage with God, something happens on the, the inside. Discipling others jumps 230%. Uh, this is just from reading or engaging with Scripture four times a week. Woodrow Kroll, who runs this institute, said, said this. He said, read the Bible for instruction. Read it for inspiration. Read it for insight. Even, even read it out of duty. Read it out of curiosity. Read it out of wonder. But whatever you do, read it. Not to read the Bible is to misunderstand God's mind and miss His heart. So all this to say is that small daily disciplines like, like this one can be life-changing, life-altering. Small things can make a big difference. Small things matter. I was talking to somebody out in the uh, auditorium uh, before the service, Daniel, and he was just telling me how he... How he's learning the guitar. He's not gonna. I mean, he. I mean, one day if he's gonna play here or where, wherever, he, he's to be able to play the guitar well. How do you do that? Practice makes what perfect. I mean, it's just by practicing those disciplines day in, day out. Small things make a big difference. Now, I hope you notice. I have lost a little bit of weight. Have you noticed that? I don't know. Some of you. Well, f thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Tony. I mean, it's just like way better this week. But I actually have lost a little bit of weight. A little bit came on during Christmas, but hey, come on. All of us have had that problem, I think, by the, by the look of it. I mean, it's just, we, I ate a bit more. 
I've just, I've just lost you. Small words matter. <laughs> I've just lost everybody. Small words can change the direction of your entire message. But I told you over a year ago I brought an e-bike and, and so I, I, I've been cycling in different places but Again, it amazes. I have a little thing that tells me how far I've cycled, and I've actually cycled way more than this because I've used Anita's bike as, uh, as well. But because it goes faster, and I like it going fast. But the, the, I've cycled now. Had it for just over a year, two thousand two hundred and like twenty kilometers. So far, yeah. Thank you, Natalie. Um, but that, that is the, so when you stop to think about it, that's just doing five this day and 15 another day, 20 Ks another day. That is the length of the entire nation of New Zealand. I have cycled. Come on, I need a clap for that one. That's, that's good. You're looking at a lean, mean cycling machine. I'm just telling, I'm just saying, it's like some of you are not so sure, but it's, but it's doing those little things every day that can make, a big difference. Small things matter. They, they, they make a difference in the way we walk and they make a difference in the way we talk. They make a, small things matter in how we live our lives and how we do our lives. I always remember the story and of a pastor. I heard this like, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago of a pastor who got onto a bus, took a bus ride in the, in the city that he lived in and as he got off the bus, the uh, actually sorry, no. As he got on the bus, the he, he paid for his ticket, and as he paid for his ticket, the uh, a driver gave him his change, and he looked at it, and there was ten cents too much. Ten cents too much, and the pastor's like, "Oh, he's giving me ten cents too, too much." Anyway, he was sit, sitting down. He's like, "Oh, he's giving me ten cents too much. I need to give that that back." And so, when it came to the destination, where it was time to get get off the bus, he went up to the bus driver and said, oh, look, you've given me 10 cents too, too much. You gave, me, you, you, you gave me more change than uh, what, what, what I needed to get. And you, you've done that obviously by mistake. And he said, no, I didn't. He said, I was in your church yesterday. I want to see if you practice what you preach. Come on, somebody. Pause for effect. Small things matter. Helen Keller, and if you don't know who Helen Keller is, I, I think maybe some younger people may not know who Helen, Helen Keller is. She's an incredible woman. It's certainly worth Googling and finding out about her life. Because if you think, man, my life's tough, my life's hard, I want to tell you, Helen Keller had a heart. She was blind. That's hard. And she was deaf. That's harder. Yet she became a prolific author and wrote many, many beautiful Beautiful quotes. But she said this. She said, I long to accomplish great, a great and noble task. But it is my chief duty to accomplish small tasks as if they were great and noble. I'll read that again. I long to accomplish a great and noble task. But it is my chief duty to accomplish small tasks as if they were great and noble. And again, isn't that true for all of us? Maybe the worship team can come. 
Isn't that true for all of us? All of us want to do something great. I mean, you probably started off this year going, man, I, I want to do something great. I don't want to be like last year or this last decade or whatever. I want to do something great. All of us want to do something great, yet we find that all of our days are filled with small things. All of our days are filled with small stuff, small things that need to be done. We want to do great things, but we find that all our days are filled with all kinds of small things. And because they're small, we can be tempted even to dismiss them or despise them like like they don't matter. They're not important. If only I could do that. If only I could do this. If only I could get to that. But the words of Zechariah ring. The words of the prophet should ring in our spirit. Who dares despise the day of small things? Let every one of the small things that you find approaching your life as part of your life, do them as great and noble tasks. Because you see, it's the small moments of our lives that combine, they are the things as they combine that shape our destiny, that shape our future, that shape who we ultimately become. And so the challenge is, if we would commit to doing the small things like like reading our Bible, watching how we walk, watching how we talk with the, with, with, with the same passion and energy that we would give to big things. Maybe we'd find that our seed becomes a tree. Maybe we'd find that our life becomes a legacy. So this year, this decade, understand, don't miss this. It's just a small message. But if you would embrace, if you would embrace this message, it has the potential to change your life. What small things are you neglecting? What small things should you be doing but you're not? What small things have you allowed to your life, into your life and going, it's no big deal, it's no, 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 no. What what small things? That are affecting your life, affecting your walk. Oh, it's no big deal. It's just a small thing, but I want to tell you, it will change the direction of your life. I always remember that saying if a compass if you're just like a degree off if you're just like a degree off the longer you go the further out the further off course you can get you need to stay on course it's a small thing but it makes a big difference 
small things matter. Is that all right? Turn the person next to you and say, I quite like that message. It was quite a, quite, a, quite a good one. But don't just like it, live it. Do it. And maybe what, 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 what could be an outcome? Maybe, maybe you're not reading your Bible. Maybe you've been surviving on the one piece of Scripture I might read during a week. Why not start with Proverbs? There's, there's 31 Proverbs. Just read a chapter a day. Wisdom, it'll just get on the inside of you. It's easy. And allow God to speak to your life. Can I just get you to bow your heads and close your eyes just as we bring this service to a close? If you're here today and you and you know that you're far away from God. If you're here today and you know, man, I need to get right with God. In a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer that says, Lord, come into my life. Be king of my life. I desire to live for you. See, in your heart is a throne. Sometimes we sit on the throne of our heart. But if you're here today and you go, man, I need to step off that throne and let Him be King of my heart, King of my life. In a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you're saying, Pastor, that's me. I I need to get right with God today. In a moment, I'm going to get you to put your hand up and just say, that's me. Would you include me in that prayer, Pastor? Would you include me in what it is that you're going to say? I want to acknowledge that, that I need to get right with Him today. Now here's the thing. You might be going, well, I'm not worthy yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm not good enough yet. Friend, I want to tell you, you will never be good enough. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. You can't get yourself sorted. I want to tell you. Christ can do it for you in a moment. He is your justification your sanctification. He can make you right before Him, not because of what you have done, but because of what He has done on the cross of Calvary. You can know Him today. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, all across this auditorium, if you are here today and you know you need to get right with God and you're saying, Pastor, please include me in that prayer. Wherever you're sitting, Would you just slip your hand up and say, that's me, that's me, Pastor. I need to get right with God today. Thank you. Anyone else? Nice and high. Thank you. Over there, over there. Down the back here. Yes. Anyone else? Thank you. In the middle, off to the side here. Thank you. Right down the back there. Thank you. Hallelujah. Slip those hands down. Hallelujah. We're going to pray this prayer together. And as we do, those of you who put your hand know that this is your prayer. So let's all pray together in a nice, loud voice. Lord Jesus, I come to you today a sinner in need of a Saviour. Today, I turn from my sin to follow you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my strength. Wash me, cleanse me, Make me new. 
be not just my Saviour, but be my Lord, my King from this day forth. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.